We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From KMOX Sports. The young swings and lifts a high fly ball. Billikens win! Billikens win! This is Sports Open Line. It's a grand slam! Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice. Yes! KMOX. A good Wednesday evening to you. Welcome in to Sports Open Line, coming your way live from City Park, where tonight, St. Louis City, technically St. Louis City 2, are opening up City Park. They've got their inaugural match as they are taking on Bayer Leverkusen this evening. Uh, Leverkusen coming from uh, Bundesliga and expecting certainly a fun one this evening. And as much as we're excited for the soccer, just opening up this stadium and seeing the St. Louis soccer community come together and watching all the people continuing to make their way in. It has been just absolutely crazy here in this area for the last few hours and people are excited for what they're going to see tonight and this is kind of the uh, the final tune-up before uh, the actual MLS season and St. Louis City makes their official debut coming up in February. So uh, here's what we've got coming up today. Sports Open Line will technically go for 45 minutes or so. So I'll have you for another uh, 35 minutes. In our next segment, we'll start to uh, really lock in on what's going to be going on this evening here at uh, City Park. I have a few different people that are going to be uh, joining us over the course of the show. And uh, then the broadcast officially takes over at 6.45. Nate Gatter, Simon Rose have the call for you. And a uh, cast of thousands are going to be part of it. You'll hear from uh, Amy Marks, of course. You'll hear from uh, Tom Ackerman. You'll hear from myself. Uh, we are going to have this thing covered from start to finish, top to bottom, right to left, whatever you want to say. We've got it all taken care of uh, for you this evening. Just a few things to touch on, though, uh, before we totally lock in on what's going to be uh, happening tonight. Here at City Park tonight, the Blues, they are looking for their fourth straight victory. They are in Chicago for a matchup against the Blackhawks, and uh, it would just be a fantastic road trip. It's already a good road trip winning the first two, but if they can find a way to win tonight, then it really starts to feel like uh, that funk that they were in in the eight-game losing streak. You kind of put that into the grave, and you move forward. So a big night tonight, first time that they are matching up against the Blackhawks this season. Quite the win yesterday for St. Louis University Billiken basketball. They get the win over Memphis, 92-84. Memphis tried to come back late, uh, but the Billikens were able to hold on. Once again, we saw some pretty good uh, performances all the way around. Slew as a team last night, 
shot oh, they, they were at 47% shooting, which was obviously very, very good. Yuri Collins led the way, scoring 22 points. Gibson Jimerson, 18. Javon Pickett, 14. That's kind of the first mile marker game, the first litmus test this year uh, for St. Louis U, playing a big game against Memphis, a Memphis team that knocked them off in Memphis last year. So for them to get that win, certainly uh, a big win for them, and they are going to now head to uh, Connecticut for a tournament. They'll match up against Maryland in a game that's going to be coming up on Saturday. And Missouri, it it hasn't always been the prettiest of games this year for the Tigers, but a win is a win, and a 4-0 start is a 4-0 start. Yesterday, they knock off SIUE 105-80, and you could just tell that things are starting to come together a little bit better for the Tigers. They had tight wins against Southern Indiana in Penn in their first two games where maybe they didn't play as well as you would have liked to have seen them play, and then uh, playing a couple games from the Ohio Valley Conference and a couple regional rivals here in their last two games against Lindenwood and SIUE. Uh, games have been uh, w- mostly one-sided. They beat Lindenwood 82-53, and then SIUE yesterday uh, 105-80. Really, they don't have a big test coming until the end of this month. Their next few games, no disrespect meant to the Mississippi Valley States, the Coastal Carolinas, and the Houston Christians, but those are the teams that they're going to be playing in their next three contests. They're going to go to Wichita State uh, at the end of November, and that's going to be their first major uh, test, and then uh, they've also game, got a game against Kansas coming up in early December, and of course the Bragging Rights game uh, against Illinois, which will be uh, just a few days before Christmas. So that's kind of a rundown of what's going on in the sports world. We'll go ahead and uh, take a break. Like I said, we're going to be joined by a number of folks here uh, during the program in our next segment. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, everything you're going to hear tonight and just uh, kind of try to set the scene for you as uh, Simon Rose, who's going to be the analyst tonight, and Amy Markscourse, who's going to be down on the sideline. They'll join me coming up in just a moment as Sports Open Line continues after this, live from City Park here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Open Line does continue. We are live at City Park where tonight, City Park opening up. St. Louis City 2 is set to uh, match up against Bayer Leverkusen. We've got the broadcast officially beginning at 6.45. Nate Gatter will be on the play-by-play call. He'll be joined by analyst Simon Rose and also uh, down on the sidelines. He'll be uh, Amy Marks, of course. They both join me right now. Let me just start with uh, Simon. What's your excitement level being inside of this just beautiful stadium? And we're going to see some amazing soccer tonight. Well, Matt, this is not great for radio, but I'm kind of a bit lost for words. And people who know me know that that's not very, that doesn't happen very often. To walk into a brand-new, purpose-built stadium for a city that is the hotbed, always has been the hotbed of soccer, but somehow fell behind in the MLS, it's just beautiful. I I can't get over it. The stadium is great. I can't wait till it's full. I'm looking here at the north end where they have what we call in England safe standing. Uh, It's a brilliant idea. I can't wait to hear the noise coming from that end once this game gets going. It's, It's fantastic. What... 
what, what more can I say? I can't wait for the game to kick off with a full crowd. It's going to be brilliant. And, and Amy, part of what you're going to be doing tonight down on the sidelines is telling the story of the stadium, I guess you could say. Yeah, just the fan experience of being down here. And it really is overwhelming. I have, I was born in St. Louis. I've lived in St. Louis my whole life. I work downtown. I'm down here all the time. And suddenly I, this this incredible stadium is here, right in the heart of our city. There's so much regional pride built into this stadium. And to have this MLS facility with all of the options that it's going to be having, whether it's the Lufus Plaza, where people can hang out for hours before the game, there'll be entertainment and food, to, uh, as Simon pointed out, the supporter section that's going to be ridiculously loud, built to be loud, and all of the food selections. I literally will be a fan walking around explaining what I'm seeing. It, it was cool being in this area because Union Station is just across the way. Like all of a sudden, and I know we're not that far from Enterprise Center, but all of a sudden this area of downtown just has a really different feeling. It does. It does. It's sharp. It, it's bright. It pops. I mean, whether you're looking at Union Station lit up or you've got the wheel with all of its lights sparkling just across outside the stadium to the new Maggie O'Brien's. Yeah. It is, it's St. Louis, but it's like this new future, better vision of where the city is going. So from a soccer standpoint tonight, this is a pretty good Bayer Leverkusen it, team that's coming in. It is. What are fans, uh, what should they expect from this, uh, well, this one tonight? Well, this is a team that likes to press high and play attacking stuff. They had a rough start to the season, but they've really got their act together. They've won the last three games. But tonight, they brought over a pretty strong squad. They've lost some players to the World Cup, which starts next week. Don't get me on a rant about that. Uh, otherwise, we'll be off uh, totally off course. But this is a strong team tonight. I'm particularly looking forward to seeing uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi. He's uh, been part of the England national setup. He has came to Germany to get more playing time. He starts tonight uh, with Adam Klerzek, the great Czech player. Um, he's been injured. He's been battling injury. It'll be good to see him on the field tonight. But I just took a look and five players... Uh, from the game that played against Stuttgart for Leverkusen over the weekend are playing tonight in the starting lineup for Leverkusen. So that shows you what a tough task St. Louis 2 are, are going to be up against tonight. Whether it's them or whether it's uh, City 2, what yep. do you think the feeling is for them knowing that this might be an exhibition, this might be a friendly, but there's there's some juice to this? Oh, absolutely there's some juice to this. I mean, look at the surroundings that we've already talked about. They are kicking off in this new stadium, the first game. They are going to be up for this game, and they like to play that kind of style as well. So I think we'll see a pretty entertaining game here, and I think there's some goals in this game as well. Amy, what have you done to uh, make sure that you stay as warm as possible this <laughs> evening? Well, I've got on two pairs of pants, the thickest socks I own, a couple of coats, and uh, some turtlenecks. I Really, I don't have a lot of movement. I can't bend my elbows that well or my knees, but I'm ready. As a runner, how does that make you feel, the lack of movement? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. When you're running, you stay warm. Uh, when you're walking around or, or, or even just standing and, and taking in the view, it can be a little chilly, but it's not bad. Honest to goodness, the excitement here is so electric. I have not even thought about the cold. I'm just I, I'm too distracted by this incredible stadium and you see the players out on the field warming up and I, it's a bit surreal having this MLS stadium, this MLS game right here in St. Louis. I, I don't know if you're a lot like me in this. Like I'm just, I, I'm not a huge soccer guy. It's not something that has been a big part of my sports fandom throughout my life. I'm really excited to kind of bring that in but 
what part of this like I'm looking down right now yeah. there's a huge flag down there you know where people are still like there's there's flags that there's just it's crazy and you see you see the stuff with soccer uh, European soccer and I just I don't know what to expect so wh what's the thing that maybe you're most looking forward to with this experience tonight oh I think the sound I think the sound and the constant engagement of the fans Simon we were talking about the difference in a football stadium to a baseball stadium to a, a hockey yeah, arena yeah. and how there's something super intimate about a hockey arena yeah. and the soccer really has that as well as a very passionate fan base and with St. Louis soccer runs deep I'm sentimental because my dad who grew up in St. Louis grew up on Sunday mornings watching the Bundesliga mm -hmm. that's what he did he played college soccer it, it, he was all about it so for me it's not just city pride it's family pride so it's that soccer made in Germany with the legendary Toby Charles right <laughs> which is back on ESPN, by the way. You can watch these old games. And that's a lot of the St. Louis guys I played with. They also grew up watching that show. Yeah. Simon, you, you mentioned before kind of some of the unique things that have been done here. Yeah. Can you, can you talk a little bit about some things that this organization has done, maybe, maybe mimicking some things that you might see in European soccer just from a stadium standpoint to whether it's to help augment noise whether it's you know the the fans who are all going to be standing just some of those unique things that are existing in this yeah i think what they've done there here is they really want to tap into that fan involvement in the team i mean often you know when the fans are into it they are an extra player out on the field in britain for a long time after the Hillsborough disaster, we got away from standing at all. And there's been a movement ever since then to bring back what we call safe standing. And now you're seeing it in Premier League stadiums, the same as they've got at the north end here, where they lock the seats down and then they have bars where you can stand. And that is really one of the key parts of this. When you stand, when you're all together and you've got the rake of the seats here at one end, that's what they borrowed, I think, a lot from the European and British game. That, that noise, I'm really looking forward to see how it sounds. I'm, it's going to be pretty loud. And that supporter section where the seats will be locked up, yeah. it is the steepest right. the steepest angle of any stadium, it's I believe. It's steep, isn't it? Yeah, an MLS. Um, it's really steep. And for people <laughs> who have been, haven't been in here, it's literally great. there's a bar in front. So everybody's <laughs> standing up. Yeah. But you have a bar that, you know, you can't fall forward. You can lean on it a little bit. That's, so when you say safe standing, that's, that's what, what it is. Mean. That's yeah. exactly what it is. They're very careful, too, about how many people go into a row. But it is safe standing. When I was a kid, we would stand on the terraces. But the crush barriers, as we call them, were spaced out at various uh, heights and various spaces. And so the crowd would move up and down. And now when I look back at some of the crowds I've been in, it was massively dangerous, uh, you know, and, and sadly, you know, it had tragic consequences in the end. The other thing I know I love about the games here are, are the flags. The yeah. flags are great. In England, they won't allow you to go in with a flag because they're worried you'll use the flagpole as a weapon. <laughs> but they're not so worried about that here. And I love the flags. They add so much color to the game. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I, I think we're we're good with the flags. We we're big yeah. fans of flags around here. What when you bring it up though, the standing, the flags, and people might be thinking, "Wow, this is really different." That's because a soccer game is such a spectacle in the best way possible. Yeah. that's what's so fun about it, and you're engaged and you're part of the event. And that's why you mentioned the Blues games, Amy, and you've been to tons of Blues games. I've been to two, and people always told me, "Oh, you should go to a Blues game because the crowd there is more like a soccer crowd." They're into it. It's not about the socializing. Well, before and after it is. But during the game, the crowd are into the game. That's why they're there. And sure enough, when we went to the Blues game, it was pretty rowdy. So it'll see how 
I'd be interested to see how you think it compares tonight. Yeah. If someone accosts you while you're down there, Amy, just yell for a flag and you, know, you can defend <laughs> yourself with that. You're ready for that. You'll so. see the little jousting down in the supporter <laughs> section. Oh, that's great. Uh, Amy Mark scores Simon Rose, both part of the broadcast tonight, pregame at 645. This is Sports Open Line. Uh, when I come back, Nate Gatter is going to join us. We'll talk to him about what he's expecting to uh, see tonight. We're live at City Park. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. Touchdown, Kansas City. KMOX. Just a little bit left here in this edition of Sports Open Line. We'll take you for about uh, 12 more minutes and then uh, take a break, and I'll hand things off to uh, Nate Gatter and Simon Rose as they will begin our pregame coverage of tonight's matchup between uh, St. Louis City 2 and uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Right now, the guy you'll hear on the play-by-play call of the broadcast this evening, he is uh, Nate Gatter. You heard him throughout the uh, season at the end of the year for uh, City 2 as they made their run. We did the uh, expansion draft together the other night, and uh, now you're ready to call what is a really, really big night for St. Louis soccer. Yeah, the the buzz is starting to to really... uh really come into the atmosphere right now I feel like early on we were coming into the stadium the lights were actually off for a period of time um, and it it almost felt uh, a little too calm I felt not as amped up as I was expecting and now people are coming in and uh, it's awfully cold but I I think the uh, the energy is is keeping it warm enough for us tonight I thought it was interesting there was a story uh, about you uh, about this broadcast overall and focused on you in the uh, post-dispatch and STL today and you essentially said that this is the biggest broadcast that, that you've you've done, and that, that says a lot about this and just the importance of this night. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in terms of the magnitude of the game, obviously not, right? I mean, you know, at, at Mizzou, I've, I've had the opportunity to do some some pretty big games, uh, women's basketball and baseball and softball and, and uh, against some, you know, some big-name programs and, and those sorts of things. But uh, I think in terms of what it means to a city, and how many people are really, really wrapped up in this team and what's going to happen tonight, uh, I think it'd be tough to say. I mean, I've certainly never done a game with uh, 22,500 people in in a sold-out stadium, and uh, I think that's the part I'm most excited about, honestly. It's ironic, since those will not be the the people listening to Cam Wex for the most part. We hope some are, Um, and and our duty is ultimately to the listeners, but I I think uh, what I'm most excited about is is just the atmosphere that's going to be in this building tonight. So here's kind of where I come from, because you know with me, I'm not a huge soccer guy. I'm I'm learning the sport at, at this high level, and I'm really excited to see things, but for me, being somebody who grew up in St. Louis, like just being here and feeling the buzz around here, it's there. There's something just I don't even know what the words are for it that that I'm feeling right now. It's a it's a cross between excited for a game and like civic pride, and it all kind of comes together. Yeah, you know, and we talked about this uh, on Friday night uh, a little bit on the air and, and, and a bit off the air uh, of in the lead up to the expansion draft. 
about how many sports fans who are otherwise casual or non-existent soccer fans, I think, decide to try out a game or two when an MLS team comes to their city and realize even if they wouldn't necessarily watch the game if it were played in a, in a vacant lot somewhere with no atmosphere, they might not be that engaged in the, in the sport otherwise, that when you get in a building like this with people who care this much and an atmosphere like this, the intensity of the game is not what Americans grow up thinking of, how Americans grow up thinking of soccer, right? The idea that soccer is a, is a boring sport, anyone who says that has never attended a legitimate soccer match in person because you just would never say that again. Well, people say that about baseball, and then people who love baseball, sure. you know, the outfielder has shifted a little bit to right center, the the first baseman is playing an extra step off the bag, and that a lot, like, there's all these little things, and I, again, I'm not the soccer expert here, but... In baseball, I, it's not boring because of little things that are going on. I think probably in soccer, it's not the, it's not as little. Like it's oh. pretty obvious things that are happening. It's exactly. It's a good comparison. I think in baseball, it's sort of. It's less so that I say it's not boring as much as I say that if you go to a regular season baseball game, the things that might seem boring to you from far away become the things that give the game its fabric. Right, become the things that make it feel comfortable, that make it feel like a friend. This is a little bit different. I think the things that you experience at the stadium are the things that give the game its teeth. And that's what Americans don't see or feel because they're raised thinking of soccer as something you do with six-year-olds to get them some exercise. And you get exposed to what it means to people. Some Americans, and this is a way to introduce what it means in other cultures, and more and more that is starting to bleed into our country, and I'm very thankful for it because... The European fandom that exists and the South American fandom that exists for soccer is unlike any fandom we have for any sport anywhere in the U.S. And in some ways, it's a good thing we don't have that because some of that is hooligan violence and, and dangerous flares. It's, you know, all sorts of things that happen in stadiums that you don't necessarily want. But the passion is as great as anything that we have. And I think I think that passion for me, at least, that's why I'm a sports fan at all in the first place, and, and that's what makes this the beautiful game. All right, so we did the baseball comparison. Let's do the hockey comparison because you hear it all the time from people who are not hockey fans, and they try to watch it on TV, and it just doesn't work. They walk into an NHL game for the first time, and they go, whoa, okay. Like, is that is that sort of the, the way it is with soccer at a really high level? I think that's a, that's a good point, um, in part because the game seems that much faster when you're there. I think the talent of these players is much more obvious. And the other comparison I would draw, and this is something I think about a lot when I attend games as a fan, is that your game experience is going to be a little bit different almost no matter where you sit. And I think that's especially true in hockey, that you know if you sit right down on the boards, you're going to get the booming and banging of an NHL game like you've never experienced before. You might not be able to see the puck that well all the time because of the angles and that sort of thing, but you're going to get this vibrant experience of the game. You go up and sit at the top, you're not going to get that sort of thing, but you're going to see the game unfold in a way that you never have been able to before because of just the limitations of TV broadcasting. And I think soccer is very much that way. You know, you sit in the first row behind the goal or the first row next to the bench, you're going to get a totally different experience than if you sit in the supporters section. And you're going to get a totally different experience there than if you sit right at the halfway line up at the top of the stadium. And I think all of them are great, and you should try to experience. It's one of the things to me that makes it fun that if you go to 10 games in a season, they might all be different, right? You're going to have a fresh and new experience every time. It's almost like you're watching the same show, but it's a new episode. We've spent a lot of time here on the show talking about the supporter section, but, I mean, we can't talk about it enough. Steep, standing the whole time. There's going to be a lot of noise. 
it's really cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is ultimately one of the things that is really taking hold now in in the U.S. over the last ten or fifteen years, and what really separates soccer, right? Because the the people who bring all that atmosphere that we're talking about, they're sitting in the supporter section for the most part, or they're not sitting, they're standing in yeah. the supporter section. They're waving their flags, they're chanting, they're banging their drums, and a lot of people in there work really hard because as much as they pay to be here and they're they're fans, and this is fun. They are working, make no mistake about it. They are putting forth a lot of effort, and that's why you don't hear European fans use the word fans. They wouldn't describe themselves as fans of Manchester United or fans of Liverpool. They would describe themselves as supporters, and and people take that responsibility seriously. You have a, a duty to your club to do whatever you can, even if it's limited compared to what a player or a coach can do, to help your team win. And those people take it seriously, and they make a real difference, and those are the people who are bringing the atmosphere minute in minute out for the full 90 couple more things for you real quick before we get you out of here first off um what, what's your expectation for the the actual game the the, the level of play of soccer and what fans are going to see tonight that is a really difficult question to answer um i don't know i mean if we were seeing the true leverkusen first team i think it would be a struggle for city two with the personnel that they have to get a good result without having to be very pragmatic. And when we say pragmatic, pragmatic in soccer is a euphemism for basically trying to not lose, Mm -hmm. playing with a lot of players behind the ball, not being very serious in possession, sort of clearing the ball quickly under under minimal pressure, just sitting back and what they call parking the bus, putting all 11 players behind the ball defensively, clogging up the game, sort of the equivalent to a high school basketball team that's taking two or three minutes on every possession because there's no shot clock and they're sort of trying to stall. It's almost like that. Thankfully, I think City 2 don't want to play that way because this is meant to be a showcase for the club as much as anything, and I think that's something John Hackworth takes very seriously, as we'll hear from him uh, later on in the pregame when we get a chance to chat with him. Uh, And Leverkusen don't have their absolute top team because of the guys missing for the World Cup, a few guys injured, a few other guys on international duty uh, with clubs who are just or, or countries who are taking the opportunity to squeeze in friendlies, even if they're not World Cup qualifiers. This is still a very good Leverkusen team, but it's also a strength in City 2 team, and I think they're going to try to play. They're going to try to play football, as you would say, in soccer, which means that you're, you're really going to come out and play and try to play your game even against a team that's favored on paper. I think you have to say that Leverkusen are the favorite. Uh, it would be tough to avoid that reality. At the same time, Roman Berkey is one of the best players on the field. Uh, you could probably argue he'll be the better goalkeeper tonight because Leverkusen don't have their first-choice keeper. I mean, they've, they've got between their two keepers dressed tonight just one appearance in the Bundesliga, and Berkey's coming off 300 career appearances for Borussia Dortmund. Um, so I, I think Roman Berkey's going to have to be big tonight. Uh, hopefully City 2 can, can keep themselves in the game, and when Klaus comes on at, to lead the line in the second half, can, can be in position to, to get them a goal that would give them a result. It is City 2, but there are players on this City 2 roster who are very much going to be part of when St. Louis City debuts in February. Yeah, so we just mentioned a couple of them in uh, Roman Berkey in goal, who's probably the biggest name on this team. Edward Leuven, who's going to play in the central midfield. We haven't had a chance to see him. Uh, neither of those guys played in any of the games that have so far aired on Camo X. They both got a few minutes here and there for uh, City 2 during the course of the summer. Same story for Shao Klaus, the uh, Brazilian striker who was phenomenal in his very limited minutes for City 2 in the middle of the summer. He had a little knock that he picked up in training that kept him out of the, of the stretch run. 
He's uh, healthy now. They still want to be careful with him, and that's why he's not at the starting 11 this evening. They're going to limit his minutes. But uh, John Hackworth said he does expect to see Klaus uh, as the evening goes on. And uh, so those are the DPs for City 2, the guys who are counted on to be the big names. But Tomasz Ostrak has also played a substantial role. He scored some big goals in the playoff run for City 2. We'll see Selmir Pedro starting at left back, and and he's going to be a City player next year in MLS, as well as the center back pairing of Josh Yarrow and Kyle Hebert, both of whom earned MLS contracts over the course of this past season and will be part of the first team next year after playing with City 2 all year long. We'll let you rest for about three and a half minutes, if that's all right. That sounds good to me. Okay, that's Nate Gatter. He's on the play-by-play call. Simon Rose is his analyst. Amy Markscores will uh, be down on the field. Myself and Tom Ackerman will be handling things uh, at uh, halftime. I'll be back with you uh, for the post game. We've got a big old team put together for this broadcast uh, this evening, and we are certainly looking forward to it. So that's going to do it. Uh, for this soccer-themed edition of Sports Open Line. We'll take uh, a quick break and come back with St. Louis City Soccer right here on KMOX. The following is a presentation of KMOX Sports in partnership with St. Louis City SC. The time has finally arrived. Tonight, soccer fans across the region will experience the world's game. Played on a pitch in a world-class stadium. In the heart of downtown St. Louis. From City Park in downtown West, St. Louis City 2 soccer is on the air. As tonight, St. Louis City 2 christened City Park with an international friendly uh, against Bayer Leverkusen of the German Bundesliga. Nick Adder, Simon Rose with you tonight from downtown West. Uh, well, we thought we were going to be doing this game six weeks ago or so, <laughs> but St. Louisans have waited, what, a couple of decades for Major League Soccer to come to the Gateway City? What's uh, an extra handful of weeks between friends at that point? Simon, uh, this is everything you want in a football match, uh, except for the fact that nothing is on the line technically. Other than that, I think this checks every box. Technically, nothing's on the line, is it, Nate? But I think certainly St. Louis City 2 will want to give a good account of themselves. I mean, they've already got a trophy. They were so good this year. They were so much fun to watch, as you well know, and a lot of the fans in this stadium well know. So I think they'll really be out to do the City proud and give this stadium a christening that people here will remember. Now, having said that, Bayer Leverkusen, we were looking at the squad that they brought. This is a pretty strong squad that they've got and a pretty strong team that starts tonight. In fact, uh, five of the players that are in the starting lineup tonight saw action over the weekend against Stuttgart. So this is going to be great fun. I really think there are going to be goals in this because, as you said, nothing too much is on the line. So I think we will see some goals. But, Nate, I mean, I told this story I think I bored lots of people with this story but when I first came to America in the mid 80s and I started playing on a couple of amateur teams uh, over in Colombia I thought I was the most average player you could ever imagine Nate and I thought oh I'm going to be all right here and uh, we get on these teams and including Steve Moore from KMOX our goalkeeper and I thought I'm going to be all right here next thing I know I'm useless. I'm as average as I ever was. I find out, you know, most of the guys on our team are all St. Louis guys. Some of them, in fact, have played for Scott Gallagher. Some of them have played for Bush. They'd all played high school soccer. They absolutely knew the game, and they were really good. And then I find out St. Louis is the hotbed of soccer. I do a bit more history. This is the place where the game really 
um, was strong back in the 50s, back in the 60s. The NASL team, the Stars, you know, in the 1960s with Pat McBride, the legend of St. Louis. And I thought, oh, well, that explains a lot, you know. But then somehow this city, when the MLS started, what, 95, sort of fell behind, didn't have a franchise. I thought, well, surely St. Louis is going to have a franchise before too long. In the end, Kansas City becomes a big soccer city and all respect to them and the great stuff Sporting have done. Uh, but this city still never had a, a franchise. And now, here we are. Finally, this city deserves it. These fans deserve it. And, boy, it's just so great to be part of doing the first game in this stadium. Should I shut up now? <laughs> They've built this game as a Heartland versus Deutschland. And, and yes. uh, there are a lot of folks who claim St. Louis as uh, at least the original, if not still, yeah. the heart of American soccer. Yeah. And backed up by a couple of St. Louis, Scott Gallagher and uh, yeah. St. Dominic graduates away with the 26 uh, U.S. men's national team members in Qatar for the World Cup. Uh, they're going to be kicking off against Wales in just five days. Josh Sargent and Tim Ream over there representing St. Louis. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more as the pregame goes on about Bayer Leverkusen and uh, some of the exciting players Simon uh, alluded to. We'll hold that off for now. We're going to take a quick break and return with some thoughts from John Hackworth, St. Louis City 2's head coach, ahead of the City Park opener. St. Louis City 2 and Bayer Leverkusen opening up this gorgeous new stadium with 22,500 of our closest friends. Stay tuned. You're listening to our pregame. This is St. Louis City 2 Soccer on KMOX. This is St. Louis City 2 Soccer on KMOX. Back on our pregame on KMOX before St. Louis City 2 in the opener of City Park host Bayer Leverkusen of the German Bundesliga to kick off this beautiful new stadium, a sold-out crowd in St. Louis. And we are joined now by the head coach of City 2, John Hackworth. John, obviously a big challenge tonight against a really good Bundesliga side. With that in mind, I guess the way to ask the question is, how important is a result tonight? How pragmatic are you willing to be to try to get a result as compared to being committed to your style no matter what? Yeah, tonight the result doesn't matter. Um, it really doesn't. Uh, the only thought about being pragmatic in any way, shape, or form is if the game gets out of hand a little bit. Um, but for us, we don't think it will, number one. And number two, we want to play by our principles. We want to end this season on the way we started it, You know, building a foundation of success for our club moving forward. No better way than to do that, to test yourself against a world-class opponent. Obviously, this was supposed to happen a couple of months ago at the end of the City 2 regular season, and the players were really understandably disappointed that they didn't get that chance in the end. Was it worth the wait? How psyched are they tonight? Yeah, they're, they're, we're all pretty excited. Um, there's a buzz in the locker room. There has been for days. Uh, really, I just think it's a celebration about you know everything that this club has uh, been building towards. And so... To be the first players, I think the players are taking great pride in that. And that's something nobody can ever take away. You know, they're, they're going to tell their, their kids and their grandkids someday they were the very first players to ever play in this fantastic building. Um, I think we'll set a lot of history here in the years to come, but they're the first ones to actually take the field, and that's pretty amazing. Edward Leuven and Roman Berkey both uh, in the starting lineup tonight, and we didn't get to see a lot of them uh, in the stretch run and in the playoffs for City 2. No Shao Klaus still in the lineup. Should we expect to see him tonight? Yeah, Klaus will be on. Uh, just trying to be cautious with him. Uh, prescribed number of minutes. Uh, but, you know, when you get a chance to have... Uh, Leuven and Berkey in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, Thomas has been a regular. Uh, Jensen, you know, these guys are 
they're going to be here and this is their job moving forward while you still have a lot of city two guys that you know this is their final opportunity to kind of shine and and see if they can impress um you have some guys that we've already uh moved up to to the first team uh yarrow hebert and so there's a lot of uh you know little stories um in this game where it's about performance and we always do things as a team as a collective it's not about you know the i or the me uh, and that's what we hope to see tonight. What about some of the younger kids, especially down to the academy, maybe some of the local ones? Are, are you planning to try to get any runouts for them tonight? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you talk about player development, what better way to, number one, inspire, and number two, to kind of raise their game than to give them the, the greatest test of all. Okay, here's 22,500 people to impress. You know, what do you got tonight? Uh, and do it against Leverkusen. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I'm really happy for, for I call them the young guns. Um, I'm excited for them. Uh, I know that no matter what happens on the field, they'll take a lot away from this, and it'll help them moving forward. Part of the reason that you're here, especially in your director of coaching role, is the vast experience you have in American soccer from almost every vantage point. MLS head coach, USL head coach, youth national team head coach. How does this compare, though, for you, even with all the incredible experiences you've had, to walk out on that touchline as the first head coach in this building for a St. Louis team in front of 22,500 and look over at the opposite dugout and see Chevy Alonso? Yeah, it's cool. Um, I mean, I've been really fortunate in my career to coach against some amazing managers. Um, uh, but looking across and, and really, I don't know that it'll be Javi for me, but it'll be looking at the fans, you know, uh, the St. Louisans and hearing them roar, which I think we're going to hear tonight. And just being a part of this, you know, I never think about these things in a selfish way because, you know, I, I'm here as part of a, a much bigger project. Uh, but at the same time, you can't take away that this is a pretty cool experience. So I'm going to enjoy it um, and really just kind of celebrate the whole year because we have a really special group of players and a really special staff that have worked really hard and, and done a lot of good work in the last 10 months. And tonight is, is the culmination of that. And so we're going to try to enjoy it. Well, Coach, we're going to try to enjoy it as well. Best of luck tonight. Thanks so much. St. Louis City 2, head coach John Hackworth joining us. Kickoff coming up next, St. Louis City 2 and Bayer Leverkusen opening up City Park. You're listening to St. Louis City 2 Soccer on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.